Hey everyone, welcome to Caffeinated Humor. You know, it is amazing the type of living that people are making online. Uh, I bring this up only because I, I have a cousin that makes a living on a YouTube channel. And the living he makes is pretty fabulous. If you get a chance, World According to Briggs. It's like travel videos, top 10 reasons you should move to Vegas, top 10 reasons you shouldn't move to Vegas. It's a fun site or a fun channel. You'd like it. Go ahead and... and watch as many videos as you can. But it also got me looking into YouTube. What actually had me years ago I started looking into it and it kills me that I didn't do anything about it. Because this is how he started. He saw a video on hiking and he found out that guy was making $10,000 a month and he says the videos weren't even that good. The guy doesn't speak that well. Now, my cousin has been a stand-up comic. He speaks well. He puts together phrases. He can. He's kind of a crafter of phrasing. So guess what? That's exactly what he does. And everybody works for him, his whole family. It's awesome. But when I first wrote the post I'm going to read on the second part of this podcast, it was about Gangnam Style. And it's about nine years old. And it was... Gangnam Style was had been out for three months, and one of my kids pointed it out to me. And it stunned me, the amount of views it was getting, because this was back when nobody was getting those kind of views. So fast forward to now, and it's frightening, because Gangnam Style, it had like, I forget, it was like 800,000 or 800 million or something in its first three months. But then I looked it up, and it might be the elder statesman of the the high downloads, but it's like there are some other serious contenders there. So I'm not going to interrupt the second part of the podcast. I was going to do like a, oh, side note, here's an update. But I've decided I'm going to do it here in the front part. So if we look at one of the biggest videos on YouTube, I don't even think it qualifies as music, really. But it's this horrible little song called Baby Shark Dance. And it's Baby Shark, and it has bad uh, animation surrounding these little Asian kids. And it's then Mama Shark, Daddy Shark, Grandma Shark. I mean, it's, it, it's just this nonsensical song. And I think the reason that it has hit, in five years, 8.9 billion views is because little, little kids that would listen to this song, their parents put it on. And then the parents taught them to replay it. So you got one little kid who loves that song, and either he or a very stressed out parent is hitting replay a lot. So if you have one little kid who's cranking it out several dozen times a day, all of a sudden these numbers make sense. Now second on the list is a song called Desposito by Luis Fonsi. Four years ago it came out, and it is... Shoot, I just had that. Hang on just a second. This is so unprofessional. I should be ashamed of myself, but it's my podcast, so I can do whatever the hell I want. 7.4 billion views four years ago. Now, this is the first one that actually qualifies as a song, and it has all the elements of a good song. 
It has different changing moods. It's actually a catchy tune. I don't speak the language, but it's still good. And in the video, absolutely smoking hot women. That's almost like a music video formula. But it's a good one, and it has worked out well for him. This is just using loose math, but every million downloads is roughly in the vicinity of about four to 5,000. And that could be totally wrong. You can feel free to contact me and say you're full of shit, but these are numbers that I've gotten from actually a couple different locations. So I could be wrong, I could be right. I think I'm right. And then there's Gangnam Style, the elder statesman, 4.1 billion eight years ago. Now, if you think about it though, this was back when a tenth of the people were on YouTube and it still hit like 800 million plus in its first three months. It's out of style now and it still is at, at uh, you know, 4.1. Now then there's Shape of You by Ed Sheeran. 5.3 billion came on four years ago. It's a good song. The guy's a great songwriter. If you never saw the movie Yesterday, he's in it, and he's actually a pretty cool dude. I mean, his acting was spot on. I liked him. And then the newest addition to the list, and I realize there's others that have hit a billion. There's there's a nursery rhyme channel. I think it's called Nursery Rhyme Company, but they've hit like they've got like six billion view plus videos. That's insane. But anyway, Dance Monkey by Tones and I, 1.6 billion in two years. That's pretty big. That's pretty fast. Considering that she was in, I believe it was, was it Australia or New Zealand? Can't remember which, but she was busking, which means playing her instrument, which is a keyboard, with a hat out. And I've seen people make a living that way. It's brutal. These are warriors. If she's making a hell of a lot of money right now, she deserves it because she paid her dues. But it's just scary, the amount of money that can be made. And a great quote from my cousin was, this type of making a living didn't exist when we were kids. Nobody, when they were a kid, said, I wanted to be an influencer on social media. And yet... Here so many people are. There's more millionaires on YouTube than ever before. Now the question is, how the hell can I get there? Here's how. Listen to the goddamn podcast. Start telling your friends about it. Start clicking the little, there should be a heart in the upper right-hand corner anywhere you see the podcast at. And if you click it, it has a thing called support the podcast. It's uh, buy me a cup of coffee. Well, it's a coffee-themed podcast. That's perfect. Or click on the show notes, click on the support the podcast link. But if we take all of that YouTube weird information and roll it in together, we have today's episode, Gangnam Style, Desposito, Dance Monkey, Shape of You, and Baby Shark Dance on today's Caffeinated Humor. Okay, quick disclaimer. I realize I said this earlier, but I want to reiterate. This was written uh, about nine years ago. And I realize that's old, but it was like, I really like this one, and I don't want to take it out because it's dated. But I kind of explained that in the first part. So here we go. 
Originally, it was called Gangnam Style and the Unlimited Wishes, but I changed it to Reflect. So I always thought mind control was one of those things that was just a device used in books and on cheesy soap operas. And then I read about Gangnam Style on YouTube. If I understand this horrible bullshit correctly, and I'm not sure I do, it's about a song. There's a South Korean artist named Psy. And he evidently is the shit. He's a pudgy hipster that marches to his own drum. He wears a tuxedo and has his hair slicked back with sunglasses on at all times. The phrase Gangnam Style is a Korean neologism that refers to a lifestyle associated with the Gangnam Style, sorry, Gangnam District of Seoul. Oh, and by the way, it's one of the most watched videos on YouTube history. Now, this is where the mind control part comes in. 844 plus million views in a little over three months. If you understand even a little bit of how people make money off YouTube, Psy is making a bloody fortune. And the song sits like a child molester, square in the middle of your brain. You enjoy the little caresses of the song for a brief moment, and then you just feel stupid and dirty. I weep for today's generation, and for my own generation, that has been sucked into this culture of the look or the soundbite. Entertainment, politically speaking, social media completely. Facebook is the worst sandbox of high school you've ever seen. I mean, we're like little sheep, buying and chasing back and forth, essentially doing what we're told, at war with each other because we've been told to be. Doesn't matter. Could be color of skin, could be where you live, could be how much you make, how much you don't make. If you went to school, if you didn't go to school, it doesn't matter. They'll tell you to hate somebody for it. What I wouldn't give for a chance to take a step back from it all. That would be awesome. Like the movie Groundhog Day. Now, that was a movie, Bill Murray. He was forced to live the same day over and over until he lived that one day perfectly. It would be so cool to just do that ourselves. Live that one critical day over and over and over until we figure out how how to do it right. But a whole country. And we all know it. And then once we have it all figured out how to do it perfectly, then we can move forward. Now, this is the beauty about pipe dreams and wishes. You can swing for the unimaginable fences with it wild abandoned, mainly because it's it's just created in your own head. But if your head is a lot like Stephen King's, that might be brought to life. You never know. It's kind of like that game you used to use play as a kid. What would you do with an unlimited amount of wishes? When you're a kid, you want simple wishes. I want a bike. I want a dog. I want to be taller. These are my wishes. Get your own. The weirdest thing is, I always had dogs. I always had a bike. I never got any taller. You try being 5'3". Fuck off. Now, if I had those as an adult, it's going to be a longer list and they're going to be more complex wishes. There's a lot of things I want now. The list has had you know several decades to grow. Some of it I would think about doing... I would do without thinking about it a lot at all. Big changes in government and economics. There's my entire career in UFC and my extensive porn career to plan out. My Nobel Peace Prize will catch a lot of people off guard. 
but I would be a benevolent uh, lifetime ruler, emperor of the world. With just few rules, except for one. The podcast going to be a daily requirement for all citizens. Even for pipe dream wishes, that one scares me a little bit. Time to rein things in. What does that mean for real? Time for coffee. <laughs>